my mother is a very toxic person to me. And others who know her may not feel that way. And that's okay. But nobody lived my life. Nobody lived in the house with her. It was a very toxic relationship. And unfortunately, when I broke ties with my mom, I also ended up breaking ties with my dad, who I love dearly, but he's married to her and he had to stay with her. So I knew I was holding on to all kinds of anger. I was holding on to all kinds of repressed feelings. I was sad. Even when you have a parent who's living, but you break ties, you feel like an orphan. You feel like you're not loved. And so you have to navigate that whole thing. Welcome to Finding Your Fears podcast, sharing lessons and stories about creating the life and business you deserve. With me, your fears guide, Carolyn Colleen. Hello, and welcome to Finding Your Fears podcast, where we bring insight, stories, and ways that you can continue to find your fears. Today, I have a good friend, Jennifer, here to share a bit of her journey and how finding your fears throughout her journey has come to be. So thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here and open to this conversation. What I absolutely love and appreciate about you is when we met. I don't even, I think we talked for like an hour and a half immediately. <laughs> and, yes, and just, I believe um, that is true. <laughs> I, I just, your light and your heart and your energy and zest for life is just really what I absolutely appreciate about you. And you've had a rough road and someone who's been through the things you've been through and you come out shining. That is why I'm so excited for you to just come in and share some nuggets with our audience today. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So Jennifer, I'd love for you to share a bit of, you know, who are you? What do you stand for? And how do you, how have you found your fears in different spaces? Okay. All right. So interestingly, I will go back. Like we're going to go back a ways here. So I got married real young, started having my children, did the whole regular college, worked, raised kids, had the American dream, had a nice house, two cars, all of those things. And I was miserable. I was so unhappy. I was in a marriage for 25 years that although it was not in any way abusive, it was just not a good marriage fit. So we got divorced in 2000. 10 after all of my children were adults and um, went to live on my own for the first time really in my entire life and quit my job, started just teaching yoga, which I shouldn't say just teaching yoga, but teaching yoga and working part-time at the local food co-op in the deli. I had the least money of my entire life and I was probably the happiest I've ever been. And so I met my husband, my current husband in 2010 as well. We got married in 2012 and we had a rough start just because of children and family and how trying to pull things together with blended families and stepchildren can be really interesting Mm -hmm. He had some health issues in 2012. He ended up having two shoulder surgeries and a hernia surgery. And we had terrible insurance at the time. We almost thought that we were going to lose everything. And this was 11 years ago. We thought we're going to lose everything because 
his medical bills were ridiculous. We had child support payments that were ridiculous and I was the only one working. So he got some better. He still only does some limited work. He does construction. We started to like reevaluate like where we were at in life and make some decisions that may seem really strange. So here I was working, I'm a CPA. So I was working at a CPA firm at the time. And I just dumped my stuff one morning and drove home and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And started my own kind of small accounting business, which I'd been doing off and on for years, but ramped that back up a little bit, taught a little bit more yoga. We stopped spending as much money as we were spending and decided that this is the way that we wanted to be. We ended up buying a restaurant in 2013 and running that for a while, very farm to table, healthy, all natural foods. Did that for a few years, decided that really wasn't our gig either. And we sold that. And then in 2014, we still own the restaurant in 2014, I got one of those phone calls that like totally turns your world on end. And it was New Year's Eve, 2014. My daughter was expecting a baby any minute. And I answered the phone at three o'clock in the morning. It was my daughter's phone. So I was like, oh, she's in labor. She's in labor. We're here we go. We're having a baby. And it was my son-in-law. And the words that I remember hearing were the baby died. And I, you don't register this at three o'clock in the morning when you're still sleeping. And I heard my daughter crying and he went on to tell us that they had gone to the hospital there was no heartbeat. And she was full term, 39 weeks, four days. I made the fastest drive to Minneapolis ever from Fountain City. I think I got there in just over two hours to the hospital. And I remember walking into the hospital and saying, I need my daughter's in labor and delivery. And I remember the triage person at the front counter saying, oh, congratulations. And I remember the words that came out of my mouth where the baby died. And she just didn't even know what to say. And this is at the hospital. She didn't know what to say. So we got through, we navigated through that process, the funeral and all of those things. And I went back to normal life, back to my restaurant and teaching yoga and all of those things. But I started drinking a lot. My husband was very concerned about how that was transpiring. So in April of that year, 2015, I decided to quit drinking cold turkey So I had a few months there of problem time and I quit cold turkey and just curled up in the fetal position and cried for a week or two, then realized that life needed to continue. And by this time, my daughter was pregnant again. So we had that to look forward to in early 2016. And I had to pull myself back together and I did. So my granddaughter, Emily, our rainbow baby was born February 1st of 2016. So a year <laughs> and a month after her brother died. And uh, so things were going along just as they go along. And uh, 2020, the whole COVID thing happened. <laughs> and uh, we were locked down and I was working a lot during that time. And I felt a lump in my right breast, but I didn't think a whole lot of it at the time. And besides which you couldn't even go in and have tests done, right? There was a period of time where they weren't even like letting you in. So I finally went in to see my naturopath in La Crosse. I went to see her in January of 2021 and had a thermography and it said that I needed to go have it checked out further. So a whole bunch more hubaloo 
And I ended up getting diagnosed with stage two ER positive. No, what was it? ER positive, HER2 negative breast cancer in March of 2021. At the same time, my other daughter, not my oldest daughter, my middle daughter was diagnosed with MS within a week, like within a week of each other. Fun times. So she was having MRIs. I was having biopsies. I had surgery on April 12th of that year and decided that's all I was going to do from a Western medicine perspective was just the surgery. After consultation with holistic folks, oncologists, a variety of people, we decided that I was going to do that. And then I was going to do the whole holistic, natural healing, really based on a book called The Metabolic Approach to Cancer by Nisha Winters. And I can't suggest that book strong enough for anyone who's willing to, who wants to do the holistic path to healing. So I started looking at taking stock of my life because the metabolic approach isn't just about healthy eating and movement and meditation and calm, but it's about facing your demons. So facing the things in your life, maybe repressed anger, maybe sadness, things that you haven't resolved. And so I had to start tackling a lot of those things. And that was probably the hardest part. I can eat well, I can exercise with the best of them, but you start talking about repressed feelings and anger issues and all of those things. And that's a whole different ball game. One of my biggest issues was I grew up with a mother who had a lot of mental illness issues and I broke ties with my parents shortly after my grandson died for a variety of reasons. My mother is a very toxic person to me and others who know her may not feel that way and that's okay, but nobody lived my life. Nobody lived in the house with her. It was a very toxic relationship. And unfortunately, when I broke ties with my mom, I also ended up breaking ties with my dad, who I love dearly, but he's married to her and he had to stay with her. So I knew I was holding on to all kinds of anger. I was holding on to all kinds of repressed feelings. I was sad. Even when you have a parent who's living, but you break ties, you feel like an orphan. You feel like you're not loved. And so you have to navigate that whole thing. So I had to work through all of those things. It was a challenging time because of that. And so I had the surgery. I dealt with all of the holistic healing modalities, changing my diet, all of those things, had to deal with all of this anger and repressed feelings. And then something just really interesting happened is that I felt within several months of having the surgery, I felt like I was a healthier human than I had ever been. Mm. So here I was, like I've had a cancer diagnosis. I had Lyme prior to that. I had Lyme in 2015 and then I had the cancer in 2021. And here I am, I'm like running faster than I've ever run. I am at a healthier weight than I've ever been at in my entire life, like literally. And, And it was like, I almost looked back at this cancer diagnosis as being like a blessing because it like took me from a not good place to a good place. It was really an interesting transformation. It's constant work. Like it's constant work to stay there, but it's well worth it. I am glad that I made the lifestyle changes that I didn't allow 
my body to be like radiated or drugged or any of those things. I'm very glad about all of those things, but it is constant every, it's an every day task to stay on top of it. The other interesting thing that happened during this whole kind of period from the time Ben, my grandson died on New Year's Eve of 2014 to now is that my husband and I ended up getting our financial situation in a really good place. And it just happened. We paid off any debt that we had, which wasn't a ton. It was like cars and things like that. But so we ended up in a place financially after all of this happened where we have the ability to make good choices now with our lives. Like we can take periods of time off. We can choose to quit a job if we wanted to quit a job. And so not only did my life flip around from a health perspective, but I think just from a, like a mindset perspective, a lot of people get that diagnosis and they go, oh my God, I'm going to die. And they're scared. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it as another challenge. Mm -hmm. I just took it as, Here's just one more thing that is a challenge that I need to figure out. Uh, So the summer after the surgery, like I said, I had the best like summer. I felt great. I wasn't working that summer because I teach college now. So I was off. I ran every day. I walked every day. I was like doing, I was having like the best summer. And then I unfortunately let myself slide back into overwork, (laughs) working too much, which is one of my challenges of pulling back. And just allowing myself to be. So I'm back in that process again now of pulling back on things. Sold my tax practice last year. I still had to work it this year a little bit because she was new, but sold that last year. Just teaching right now. And I have a couple of consulting clients and that's it. So I'm getting back into that good place. But I think it's really important as humans, especially as we get older, to start to evaluate or reevaluate. Like if I only had, if this was my last day here, am I spending it the way I want to spend it? And you get a lot of time to think about that when there's potential of dying, right? And so last summer, a really interesting thing happened last summer that was like an eye opener that said, honey, you need to like back down a little bit. I got stung by a bee in fall of 2022. And went into anaphylactic shock. I drove myself to the hospital. It was like that near death moment where you're going, oh, wait a minute. I lost track of myself again. I need to pull back and I need to figure out what I really want to be doing. And just a couple of weeks after that, I was sitting here in this exact spot doing some work. And I was eating my lunch and I had some bacon and some eggs and which is a typical (laughs) meal for me. And I'm eating the bacon and it went down wrong. I'm here alone. I almost, I thought I was going to choke. And I was like, okay, now I've had cancer. I've been stung by a bee and I've almost choked on a piece of bacon. It is time to chill, really take stock and do what I need to do in my life. And we had been manifesting this kind of, I don't want to say materially comfortable, but we got to that point financially where I could say, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to be doing that anymore because I need to take care of me. So that's been the journey (laughs) thus far. And I feel like at almost, I'll be 59 in June. And I feel like at almost 59, again, I'm back in that, like, I'm in a really good place from a health perspective. I just had clean scans a couple of months ago, just had all my blood work redone two weeks ago. Everything is great. 
And so I know that the path I took was the right one. It was scary because it wasn't what they were telling me to do, but I know that it was the right path. So that's where I'm at today. Wow. What a journey. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for like you, you always continue to show up just vulnerable, authentic, very real about all the different waves that you've experienced in your short lifetime. Like I said, before we got on the call, it just, I enjoy the perspectives that you have, because as you share these stories of these waves of these challenges, these adversities, it's the wave of each you share, it's the, that adversity. Some of those just really dark moments. And I wrote down in the darkest moments, are you facing your demons and then evolving from that adversity in the way you choose to see it? I also noted a bit of the way you see the things, not saying that that adversity is each person takes adversity in a different way. And now looking back, you have looked at it in the moment, but then also looking back on it and reflecting on it, how you choose to navigate that adversity. And then also I heard how you choose to look at it and how it affects your body and your mind. And then also if you, even with your relationships and how that might manifest illness or the body takes score. So how is it that it might be that now you're, you weren't allergic to bees before, but now you are. <laughs> and, and perhaps the signs of the environment saying, Hey, the signs are, you need to slow down and how you have navigated that and said, okay, one sign, two signs. All right, I'm done. We're backing it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think so much of how we deal with adversity has to do with our mindset. And I could have at any one of those junctures, any one of those things that happened, I could have just sat down and said, that's it. Life is over. I could have kept drinking after Ben died. I could have taken a completely different path to my healing journey from the cancer diagnosis and just let things happen to me instead of taking control. And I think that if we don't have that right mindset of this is just another challenge, it's another thing to work through. It's part of life. And looking at it from that perspective, I know my daughter did that same thing with the MS diagnosis. She was like, it'll be okay. I'm going to be fine. And she went on, finished her master's degree. She's been working. She has not let it slow her down and it's got to be here. It has to be mind and heart has to be mind and heart where you take it by the reins and say, I'm not going to let this control me because if we do, we can flounder. And so we have to take control. Yeah. What I'm hearing is a lot of the theme of finding your fears, which is, you know, in each of these moments, how are you finding your fears? Do we know what the outcome will be? We don't. However, no. when we're continually finding our fears, what we're doing is we're looking to, all right, what am I going to do in this situation? And what I'm hearing from you is, okay, now, yeah, this sucks. And how am I going to own it compared to it owning me? Whether we have 
one 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 day, one month, one year on this earth, how are we owning that experience compared to it just happening to us? I think one other thing with it is once you've owned it, how can I turn this to good? So how can I take it from being this horrible thing happened to me to turning it into something good? So like my oldest daughter, after Ben died, she went and got her master's in social work so that Mm. she could do that kind of work. My middle one got a, a master's in counseling so that she could then do more meaningful work than what she was doing. And so I think we each took it in a way that turned what the bad thing was that happened into something positive into, okay, I learned from it. So now how can I help other people? I'm working through a program right now called the Terrain Advocate Program, which is through Dr. Nasha Winters, who wrote the metabolic approach to cancer so that I can learn the skills to help other people navigate cancer journeys if they want to do it in a more metabolically aligned approach rather than just traditional standard of care stuff. So I'm working through that program right now. And so, yeah, I think we have to be able to take it and learn what we're supposed to learn from it and then put that forward so that we can help other people learn from it as well. Yeah, I really, <laughs> thank you. Because in, in finding your fears, it is what has happened to you that can happen for you. And again, it's not giving light to say that whatever happened to you is right. No, it's about, all right, how do you ignite your ferocity, own it, and like you said, pay it forward. Because a lot of lessons that I I've learned and for many different stories that we share is really uh, making sense of what happened in that healing occurs an opportunity to pay it forward. Because for me, it couldn't necessarily, I can't take away the things that happened and I wouldn't necessarily want to because there's lessons within that can be learned in the good and the greater good that can come from it. I just enjoy hearing a year. You just elevate the energy in the room whenever you're around because of all the good you have created from all of the adversity that you've experienced. And I'm so glad to be able to share your journey with our audience and finding your fears. And we talk about Um, BFF, breathe, focus, and fierce action. I hear that continually within the stories. So we practice, okay, now in that moment when you're deciding, all right, I could either continue to go down this path of self-sabotage or I could take a deep breath. I could focus on just one thing that I can make out of this, that I can move forward in, and then taking fierce action, which is taking that internal that emotion, that that anger, that fear, that overwhelm, that straight up despair and using that emotion as fuel to push you forward in a direction that serves you. And even if it might not serve you in that moment, or maybe you can't really conceptualize how it serves you, maybe it serves someone else. And so we do that five minutes at a time, breathe, focus, and fierce action, five minutes at a time. I hear that over and over again within the stories that you share and how you've made something out of it, even five minutes at a time. 
Do you find that? Absolutely. Because there's sometimes when you'll be sitting here and you'll be doing something and you'll be going, oh, wait a minute. And you, you do that process. You take a deep breath. You refocus on what's going on, what's important, what should I be doing? And then you take the action. I think that people who have the ability to do that and to not like just lay down and wallow in this horrible thing that's happening, I think those are the people that are bringing out the good in this world because we are, we're like coming out of it. It's not that we've had perfect lives. Like none of us have had perfect lives. We have not had smooth sailing And I too, like you said, I wouldn't change anything that's happened because I think that every single one of those things that happened helped me grow in a different way. That's Mm. important. So yeah, yeah, they all, everything, everything, I hate the saying everything happens for a reason, but at the same time, every event that happens to us helps us grow and helps us develop Mm. and helps us become who we're supposed to become. I agree with you, the saying, everything happens for a reason. So that's why I choose everything happens for a lesson, because there's something that can be learned out of each thing, depending on the perspective, like you shared, what is the lesson that you can bring from it? Not saying that it's right, not saying you can't be angry, not saying that you just throw up your hands and say, come on. But having that opportunity for the lesson that emerges, and that's the resilience, that's the perseverance, that's the the BFF, the fiercing it. And when we breathe, focus, and practice fierce action five minutes at a time, being able to, we don't have to be the most resilient person. We might not even understand what that means. (laughs) As humans, we can do something we don't want to do for five minutes. And soon enough, that five minutes turns into 10, turns into 15. Next thing you know, we've gotten through a year. Next thing you know, we've gotten through that hump, that adversity, and we've gotten up and gotten moving. And so thank you. Thank you for all of the insights that you have shared. I'm just feeling so very empowered because I love what you said. It's so true. Like none of us have a perfect life. Not all of us have been through something. And that's why we share these stories is, yeah, you might not have had the greatest day, but just taking that moment to say, you know, I'm going to find my fears and I'm going to hear these stories and realize that there's something that I can come out of this with. And what I ask everyone that's on our podcast is we all have 24 hours in the day if we had 24 hours and five minutes. So if you just had that extra five minutes, what would you do with it? So I think if I had an extra five minutes and I've gotten to the point where I really try to use my 24 hours in the best way that I can. But if I had five extra minutes, I think that I would spend that five extra minutes outside in the sun. I love to be outside. I love all things in my garden, in my yard, in nature. And some days I kind of, that's the thing that kind of gets sidelined if I get busy sitting here in front of the computer is that getting outside thing. So I think that's probably what I would use it for is to just yeah. get a few more minutes of vitamin D for the day. Oh, lovely. Oh, sounds amazing. Especially with the snow that we just got out. Some sun is so annoying. I know. It is sunny today, right now. It it's is. sunny outside. So it is. I'm thinking a walk or a run is on the agenda for later. 
That sounds beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your heart. And so many people will benefit from lessons that you've provided today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Yes. And everyone listening, I'm going to put in the notes some of the different tips and tricks that Jennifer shared and tune in to our next episode when we continue to share stories of finding your fears. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Finding Your Fears podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. Please share this episode with someone who might want a little more fierce in their life. And for more information about how we can work together, go to carolyncolleen.com. Talk to you soon.